Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans. It's been a while, been at least a couple months since making a Nets video, but the season starts on October 25th for like a week and a half away. Figured it's a good time to make the Nets season preview. We've seen a couple of preseason games and we've seen some positives. There are some negatives and some of that's due to injuries and, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. turning his ankle. Lonnie Walker had the wrist contusion. Uh, Cam Johnson hasn't played yet with a hamstring. He should be fine, though. I'm not that concerned about it. That's what he said at, you know, media day. So hopefully he's fine. And Dayron Sharp, too. First play of preseason. Like, the first minute he was on the floor, a guy turned his ankle. So that was not good to see. But aside from that, there are some other good signs. Ben Simmons looks really good. Cam Thomas looks legit. You know, he had the three or four separate games last year of 40 points and we're, we're thinking to ourselves, well, can he do this over, you know, a full season? Well, I mean, so far in preseason, he looks even better. So he had that one 17-point quarter, whatever it was, against the Lakers. I think it was the third quarter, first preseason game. Him and um, Austin Reeves were going back and forth, and Cam Thomas, I think, got the best of him there. So he's looked good. So there are some positive signs. There's a lot of depth on this team, guys that are trying to kind of resurrect their careers. And it kind of feels like the Nets team is back in, like, 2016 17 18 where they would take these chances on guys who at one point were like high ceiling players and had a lot of potential but due to injuries or just not the right fit it didn't work out in their previous destination but now with the nets we're hoping that that can change and you know they have guys like harry giles and darius Baisley and you know whoever like they have guys that have talent and hopefully they can put it all together in this location and we'll see if that can happen this year so hope you guys enjoy the video leave a like subscribe all that stuff and let's get into it let's just start with the win total 37 and a half is it fair yeah it is, but I think they can go a little bit over that. I expected this team to be like a, I don't know, probably like a 39, 40, 41 type of win team. And I could see why it's 37. I get it. Like with my Giants, I saw their win total was seven and a half. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. And the Giants freaking suck. So like, yeah, I mean, I, I get it because there, there could be a lack of offense on this team which is completely understandable. Guys that have trouble creating their own shots. I mean, aside from like Mikel Bridges and uh, Cam Thomas, it's tough to find many other guys that can create their own shot. I, I feel like Lonnie Walker can do it, but at a high level, not exactly. So, you know, that could be an issue, which is finding offense, but I feel like they have enough defense. Shooting, you know, there's guys that like I trust from three, but it could be better. It's not Joe Harris. It's not Patty Mills. It's not, you know, Katie, Kyrie, like guys that were just amazing three-point shooters. There's guys that can shoot the three ball, but not at the rate as, you know, previous Nets teams have had. I also wanted to touch on the whole Damian Lillard situation, which finally got resolved. I mean, that was crazy. Went to the Bucks of all teams. But it seemed like after that trade happened, the news broke out that Lillard was saying that he was fine going to the Nets or the Bucks about, you know, a few days before that trade happened. So the Nets had their opportunity to get Damian Lillard. And I'm not going to lie, after we lost to the Sixers via a sweep, I was really, like, hungry for a superstar. Because, like, once you have superstars and they leave, it's kind of like an addiction. Like, you just want another one. You're like, I need another superstar. I need one. But the more I thought about it, the more made sense to not trade for Damian Lillard like I completely get why the Nets stayed out of that like I don't think Dame would have made the Nets a finals contender and that's ultimately the goal you're not trying to be like a 45 win team that gets out in the first or second round every year you're trying to win the finals so I was fine personally of not getting Dame the thing that bothered me more 
and it didn't even happen, so I can't be mad about it, but in the event that Tyler Hero was going to be flipped to a third team, I would have loved for the Nets to be in there and like give up Dinwiddie and a first-round pick to get Tyler Hero. Of course, he stayed in Miami for now, so that worked out for them. But um, he would have been a guy who I thought would have been a perfect fit for Brooklyn. Unfortunately, that was not the case. But anyway, Ben Simmons once again. We'll touch on him real quick. I mean, he has looked the best he's had in a Nets uniform. There's no doubt about that. Um, like last year, it was fun to see him back because, you know, he didn't play for the Nets that whole half season prior after the trade from Philly. So to see him play was nice, but he looked like a quarter of the player that he used to be. He had some moments where he looked pretty good, but it still wasn't, you know, the same Ben Simmons who had the swag and the cockiness and all that. It wasn't the same guy. But now, now that he's fully healthy, it seems like he looks like a different player. He looks like the guy he was, you know, supposed to be when he came over here from Philly. So that's great to see. He's been diving on the floor in preseason. He made that one turnaround jumper last game that got everybody going crazy. Um, will he do that in games often? I mean, probably not. But if it's there and there's nobody moving on offense, maybe he takes a couple jumpers. I don't know. He's definitely getting more lift on his dunks. I mean, that was something last year where, you know, he was able to dunk last year, but I feel like it was not at the same level that he's doing now. He had a dunk in the first preseason game. He had one last game as well. And his lift is just a whole lot better. His explosiveness is a whole lot better. His quickness is a whole lot better. So he looks like a different player. He definitely was hurt last year. For anyone that doubted that or even the year prior when they got swept by the Celtics, like he was definitely hurt. So I, I get it. Like I never thought he was faking an injury, but I know some people kind of had that conspiracy. The guy was definitely hurt last year. And he's even making like flashy passes now. I saw one of them went out of bounds. So that was kind of rough to see. But, you know, flashy pass. Ben Simmons is back. He's healthy. So you know, if we get a full season out of him playing healthy, that's going to probably increase their chances a lot of getting over that 37 and a half win total and having a chance to, you know, make the six or seven seed instead of being like a nine or 10 seed. So hopefully Ben can be healthy this year and be the guy he used to be. I touched on the injuries real quick. I mean, the one I'm really concerned about is Dennis Smith Jr. because I feel like a left ankle sprain like that can keep you out for like a month or, you know, month and a half. So they may not have him the first, you know, five, six, seven games of the year, but hopefully he comes back and he's fine. It seemed like the Nets wanted to play him. It seems like that was a guy they really wanted in free agency. I believe he was probably the first guy they signed. I think like when free agency opened, like Dennis Smith Jr. was like on their radar and they wanted him pretty badly. So they went out and got him. So clearly there's going to be a role for Dennis Smith Jr. But, you know, we got to wait a bit, I feel like, to get him back fully healthy. I would not rush these guys back. There's no point in doing that. Um, touched on Cam Thomas. I think he's for real. Like I was, you know, a bit skeptical because... He just needed to be more of like a two-way player, a guy who can play offense and defense. And I put in this graphic here that Jock Vaughn said about Cam Thomas, we want to see growth on both ends of the floor. So clearly taking a shot at his defense, not a shot, but just telling it how it is, which I appreciate. So, you know, Cam Thomas had to be a better defender. And I feel like when they played him in the Sixers series last year, which it he didn't get much playing time, but when he did... He did look pretty lost on defense, so I get why he wasn't playing. Like, his off-ball defense was horrendous. His on-ball defense wasn't as bad, but off-ball, Cam Thomas had no idea what was going on in that playoff series. That stuff has to change. If he can get 
better at off-ball defense and in big games and especially the playoffs like he'll be fine I have no concerns about that offensive end no concerns about Cam Thomas even his playmaking looks a bit better he's had a couple of assists this year to I believe Ben Simmons who was cutting to the basket or maybe it was vice versa maybe Ben Simmons was the one passing and Cam was cutting I forget but Cam Thomas does look like a better passer this year as compared to the past and I tweeted this out like I think there's a chance if he gets the minutes he can probably average over 20 points a game like I don't see why not the guy is in his third year he did just turn 22 so he's still very young but I feel like the guy has the talent to do this and you know he's just a bucket getter that's what he does so if he's out there for the minutes I think he can do it and it's not like the Nets have the big three anymore like there's gonna be shots that have to be taken and Cam Thomas can be the guy taking them so I don't see why not um Mikhail Bridges he has not looked amazing so far I think he was eight for 20 last game shooting which is like yeah it's, it's all right but it could be better but um I also don't think he's going all out like the guy played in the Olympics and so it makes sense that the guy wants to take it easy I don't think he's going all out in the preseason um now with Mikel Bridges, like, what kind of leap should we be expecting? Like, can he take another leap from what we saw last year? I think maybe, like, a small one. But I'm not expecting Mikel Bridges to all of a sudden be, like, you know, this no-doubt top 20, 15 player in the NBA. Maybe maybe top 20. I could see that. But, like, you know, I don't see him getting much higher. I think, like, we kind of saw last year what the ceiling is. I, I said there, there could be a little bit of growth, but... You know, I do think this is still Ben Simmons' team. Like, I do think he's still the leader, quote-unquote, but Mikel Bridges is definitely their second guy. Um, he may be their first scorer, depending on how, you know, how legit Cam Thomas is, how much he plays. I could see Mikel definitely leading this Nets team in scoring. That would not be a surprise at all. But, you know, Mikel is definitely going to be one of the best players on this team. He's going to be there every game. He has amazing durability, a really good two-way player. So I hope he takes another leap. I hope it happens. It's just I'm not expecting him to be like this amazing top 10, 15 player. But, you know, if he's like the 25th best player in the league on that contract, it's like that's you love to have that. So there's a reason why GMs want this guy. They love this guy. And, you know, hopefully Mikel Bridges takes another leap here in his age 27 season. For Harry Giles, the reclamation project, it's off to a good start. He's an, another guy who's still 25 years old. I feel like his roster spot's not completely guaranteed, but he's been playing well. He may be fighting for a roster spot between guys like Baisley and Watford. Like, we'll see who the Nets decide to keep on their team, but... I feel like all three of those guys have shown signs of, like, they could be really good on this team, so I do hope they find a way to kind of keep them all. But, you know, Giles has looked impressive. He had, like, a left-handed floater in one of those games where I was like, huh, like a, a righty making a lefty floater? That's all right, pretty crazy. But, you know, he was making uh, face-up jump shots, and he's been, you know, dunking the ball. He's been getting offensive rebounds, and, you know, I've been impressed. I really am. So, especially if De'Aaron Sharp is not ready for the start of the year, which could be possible... I think Harry Giles could be like their backup center and hopefully that, you know, can work out. He has a decent jumper and I think that can definitely stretch out this offense. He could be a guy who plays alongside Ben Simmons because Ben is much better with shooters on the floor as we know. And as I said, he's still 25, still very young. So I hope he finds a way to not only make this team, but to, you know, really be a guy who can turn heads this year and kind of be like uh What's a good comparison? Like Andre Blotch. Andre Blotch was a guy the Nets got first year in Brooklyn. The uh, expectations weren't crazy high, but we knew the guy had a high ceiling, and Blotch actually had a really good year. So maybe Harry Giles can be like, you know, 
Andre Blotch 11 years later. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie looks, you know, better off ball. He needs to, he's definitely not being the ball handler as much. It seems like, you know, they want to make Ben Simmons the point guard, which I'm totally fine with. But we saw this last year in the last couple of years when Dinwiddie was in Dallas. He was more of an off-ball guy because, hey, Luka Doncic is the point guard. So I feel like Dinwiddie off-ball has been pretty good so far. Like, he can handle the ball when you need him to, obviously. But I feel like Dinwiddie as a full-time point guard, sometimes it doesn't go too well. Sometimes he jacks up shots that he shouldn't be taking and just, you know. But yeah, you guys know how it goes. We've, we've watched Spencer enough. But I feel like off ball, he's been really good. His catch and shoot, he's been really good so far. And, you know, defensively, we'll see how that looks. But once again, it's preseason. I'm not going to judge them too hard about their defensive effort. But, you know, hopefully he's fine playing the two for this team. I mean, it's it's kind of weird. You, you talk about positions. There's really no positions anymore. But I feel like Spencer would technically be the two because... Like, is Ben Simmons a one or is Ben Simmons a four? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's whatever. So, <laughs> Spencer's probably a one or a two, but hopefully his defense is fine. Uh, Darius Baisley clearly has upside, like, a, a good amount of it. And he made a three-pointer in the preseason. And he's got, you know, decent handle. He's not a guy who's going to beat Ben Simmons and handle the ball the entire game. But just a really good athlete, a switchable defender. He has good lift. So, you know, he's a guy who maybe can make an impact for this team. He won't be probably one of the first seven or eight guys off the bench. Not off the bench, but like, you know, seven, eight guys in the rotation. But I think we'll have a shot this year to kind of, you know, not only make the team once again, but at least have a chance to make an impact. And if he can be like a stretch five, the Nets have used him so far as a stretch five. That's what they want him to be. I'm sure when they signed him, they had that vision of making him a, a stretch five. So if Darius Baisley can knock down that corner three or even top of the key, like he's going to play. There's no doubt about that. It depends if the jump shot's there or if it's not, but there are certain matchups where I'm sure Darius Baisley will be used by this Nets team. Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith. It's kind of funny because those guys are kind of just there. It's like they were here last year, but you kind of forget sometimes that like, oh, we have Royce O'Neal or oh, we have Dor uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Like, it's easy to forget about those guys because we're so wrapped up in like, oh, how's Ben Simmons look? How's Cam Thomas look? Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. Like it's sometimes it's easy to forget that this team has two really good quality wing players in Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith. So I am a victim of that. I sometimes like forget like, oh, well, we have those guys. That's awesome. So guys that are two-way players and, you know, three and D type players. I mean, DFS, his jump shot is very inconsistent to say the least. I feel like there's times where he barely hits the rim, and then there's times where he knocks down a three and it looks very natural. So I don't know what to expect, but if DFS knocks down his shots, he's a great player to have. Um, but yeah, those guys are good depth. I mean, they're technically the oldest guys on the team. Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Spencer Dinwiddie are the three oldest guys on this team, and they're 30 years old. So it's a young team for the most part. As I said, there are a lot of reclamation projects, guys that failed in previous destinations, but... You know, to have guys like Royce and DFS who are good locker room guys and good energy guys and 3 and D once again, like that's good to have. So I'm happy to have them. If this season does go south, I could see them being traded for picks. If we can get a first round pick for one of those guys or even both, that'd be awesome. But I think the goal right now is to at least compete and see how the season goes. Um, Armani Brooks is a guy who definitely lacks no confidence when he's shooting the ball. He, he came in in that game the last game 
And he was like chucking up threes from, you know, Steph Curry range. And he actually looks kind of good. Like his shot looks very smooth, great lift on his jumper. And when it goes in, it looks great. So he shot 38% in his rookie year um, with the Houston Rockets and, you know, played for Toronto last year, didn't do a whole lot. But, you know, this Nets team, once again, they don't have the same shooting they had the past few years with Joe Harris and Seth Curry, Patty Mills. So they may, need, they may need a guard to come in here and knock down some threes. And Armani Brooks could be that guy. So it may take injuries to see some time for him. And I think the Dariq Whitehead injury definitely bodes well for him because if Dariq Whitehead's out, that's one less guy he has to compete with for playing time. So we'll see if Armani Brooks can play or not. For Dariq Whitehead, it seems like he's going to play at some point. I feel like the last time I saw an update on him is he's not playing five-on-five five yet, but like he's getting there. So I'm expecting Dariq Whitehead maybe sometime in, like I don't know, mid-November, late November. So we'll see if that happens, but... I'm excited for him to play because if he gets back to that guy we saw in like, you know, before the injuries in college, like he was such a good player. So if we can get that version of Dariq Whitehead, that can be great. Noah Clowney definitely did not look ready. I feel like in his first action against the Lakers, he got backed down and dunked on by like Jackson Hayes. And if that happens, like that's not a good look. So he's a guy who we knew needed to develop. So I'm not concerned about it, but you know, Clowney had some good minutes last game, but I just feel like he's not ready yet. So they'll put him in the G League and see if he can develop. Um, Jalen Wilson, I didn't notice a whole lot in preseason, but, you know, he definitely looked great in the uh, summer league. He was probably like the best player on the team. So we'll see if he gets minutes this year. I think it's very possible, but we'll see if they uh, put him in the G League as well. I didn't even touch on Nick Claxton yet. I forgot about Clax. He's sometimes a guy I forget about as well, but you know, he's in, what, year five now? How long has he been in the league for? Because it, feel, it feels like he's so, like, so young. I mean, he's still just 24 years old. But he's in year, let's see, one, two, three. Yeah, he's in year five, right? Yeah, wow. So Nick Claxton in year five. He's been getting better every single year. He's been playing in more games every single year. The trajectory for Nick Claxton has gone up and up and up. So we'll see if this year it can be like max potential Nick Claxton. He played basically 30 minutes a game last year, 12 and a half points per game, and played incredible defense, a 70 field goal percentage. So, you know, when the when KD and Kyrie first left, I feel like Nick Claxton, he wasn't as effective. But as the year went on and he got more used to playing with those guys, like the new guys they traded for, he turned into like the old Nick Claxton, like he was fine. So obviously playing alongside like superstars is probably a lot easier for a guy like a guy like Clax, but still, he's gonna be a guy who plays incredible defense. I think he's definitely aware of the disrespect he gets about, you know, not getting defensive player of the year votes and whatnot, which I think is crazy. But um He's aware of it, so that's good. It definitely adds fuel to the fire, chip on the shoulder, all those cliches. And we'll see if Claxton develops any sort of jump shot. I know he worked on that in the offseason. I'm not sure if he has the green light yet in games, but that's a wait and see. If he can knock down corner threes, I mean, he'd be incredible. But even without that, I'm still fine with him, obviously. It just depends if him and Ben Simmons can play on the floor together. I feel like there are minutes last year, like when Ben and Clax were playing together the first, I don't know, month of the season, it was awful. Like it was clearly not working. But I feel like the more they played together, they more the more like they made it work. So, you know, hopefully they can find a way to do it. They'll be starting next to each other opening night, assuming they're healthy. So they'll be playing. They'll have a shot to do it. So we'll see how they look. Um Jacques Vaughn, 
you know, he has said some interesting things in the offseason, but he did say the Nets are definitely going to be doing drop coverage much more this year. And we did see that in the Lakers game, how drop coverage was kind of hurting them because, you know, guys like D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves were getting screen and rolls and like the defender would drop, obviously, and they would be open for three and D'Lo knocked down some threes and so did Reeves. But, you know, drop coverage can maybe help this team rebound more because guys will be more closer to the paint. And obviously for a team like this that's not that big, that can help out. So the Nets, if they're facing good shooting teams, that concerns me. But against teams that are average shooting teams or bad shooting teams, drop coverage can definitely help this team out. So we'll see if that works out for them. Um, That's pretty much it, I think, right? I mean, I touched on just about every player, touched on some of the big picture stuff. Another big picture thing is can this team trade for a star mid-season and the name that keeps coming to mind is Donovan Mitchell a guy who clearly wants to play in the New York market like I feel like maybe the Knicks might be his first choice but you know the Nets are probably not a bad uh team to go to either so we'll see if Donovan Mitchell's a guy who's moved before the deadline it probably depends on how the Cavs look because I think Mitchell still has a year left on his deal after this year I'll look it up real quick but um He's a guy who has shown no desire to re-sign long-term with the Cavaliers. Um, He has a player option in 25-26. So the Cavs do have him for two more years, basically. But if they know there's no chance they can re-sign him and the Cavs are not playing well at the deadline, then maybe Donovan Mitchell is, in fact, traded. And maybe the Nets are a team that can go out there and get him. He's a great dude, great locker room guy, it seems like. So, you know, I feel like him fitting in with... um, you know, Bridges, Cam Johnson, like that would make a lot of sense. He's also 27 years old. So the perfect uh, time frame. So we'll see what happens there with Donovan Mitchell. But who would the Nets have to trade? It'd probably be like Nick Claxton and some other pieces. So depends if they want to go down that road. But if the Nets have no, you know, interests in re-signing Nick Claxton and he's an expiring deal this year, and he's the guy you have to trade to get Donovan Mitchell, then okay, maybe you do it. So we'll see what happens there towards the uh, trade deadline. But anyway, that's going to do it. Um, I'm going to make a Nets hype video at some point before the year starts. So that's something I try to do every single year. Um, What else? What else? I will say this team has good vibes. That's pretty important for the most part. Guys that like each other, guys that want to play basketball with each other like it's a likable group for the most part I feel like the last couple years has been pretty low on the vibe scale like coming into last year you had Kevin Durant who requested a trade in the offseason you had you know just a lot of drama Ben Simmons coming back and looking like crap the season before that was the Kyrie vaccine thing and that definitely was bothering the team the entire year the year before that um you know, Kyrie left for like five games and then came back when they traded for Harden. Like there's been a lot of weird stuff. So at least now it's like there's a some sense of normalcy and this guy these guys like each other and that's the vibe I get. So the vibes are definitely better. The talent may not be where it used to be, but the vibes are definitely better. So we'll see if that can help translate to some victories. But uh but yeah, that's gonna do it. I think this team can definitely go over the thirty seven and a half win total. Hopefully Ben's healthy. Hopefully Mikel keeps his Iron Man streak alive. And Cam Johnson, I hope the hamstring is completely fine. Uh, we'll see if Nick Claxton gets even better. And we'll see if some of these guys like, you know, Harry Giles and Darius Baisley and whoever, Lonnie Walker, guys like that can come in here and, you know, get even better. And Cam Thomas, we'll see if Cam Thomas in year three is in fact like this, you know, guy who really breaks out in year three and has a monster year. 
that'd be awesome. So we'll see what happens. But I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Uh, stay tuned for the hype video. I'll be doing a lot of post-game reactions this year, so stay tuned for that. And I'll talk to you guys next time.